thank you for uh, for listening uh, on Liberty Tactics. I, I think it's an important uh, international venue. The title of your show is Liberty Tactics, which I think is really important. And liberty is a really important word. Uh, we take it for granted. the 12th of May, the year of our Lord, 2023, and it's just gone 10.30 in the morning here in the UK. I'm here, as always, with my beautiful co-host, Stuart Casper, <laughs> Catherine Watkins. Hello. Hello. Hi, Lou. How are you doing? I, I'm starting to feel alive again now. So I think yeah, it's no, me too. It took, it took a good week, but um, I'm back to the land of the living now. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> loads going on which we will talk about towards the end of the show we've got um london on the 17th but that's stuff we can talk about at the end i'm keen to introduce my listeners our listeners to the other half of richard phobes the better half of mr <laughs> phobes the lovely julia hello 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 it's lovely to to hear your voices again you, you girls did such an amazing job with your uh, long live yeah. <laughs> long live yeah thank you julia <laughs> rick went on till till i think for another four hours after we went to bed I no seven hours it didn't come off until one o'clock in the morning we st we stopped at six or half six. Oh god okay wow. so yeah <laughs> it's good and donation thanks to richard having kimberly on the other day it's shot up so fantastic yeah really really good now julia richard is absolutely everywhere but you and him actually originally started doing um, your own channel, didn't you? The English Couple. That's right, yes. And, um, you know, now all of a sudden Richard's literally whew, gone there and, um, well, you need to be out there as well because, <laughs> you know, the woman behind the man. So tell us about you, Julia. Um, well, I met Richard just over five years ago now um, when he was just doing his uh, walking around Sussex countryside and slightly beyond um and you know uh i introduced him to a, a tree a specific tree because i knew at the time he was trying to learn and identify trees which interested me so i got hooked on watching him um so i i made a suggestion to him I've, there's a fairy tree in north lansing um why don't you go visit that uh, he convinced me to go and, and show him the tree myself and from then we, we developed a, a, a blossoming friendship and a, a bit of a working re relationship as well um, in the case that he'd say, right, well, I've got another ancient tree that uh, I'd like to go and film. Would you like to come? I'm like, uh, yes. <laughs> that, very, that, that very first video, he, he asked me a poignant question. Um, so would you call yourself a tree hugger? And it took me aback because um, I'd been hiding the fact that I was actually a tree hugger for a long time because <laughs> I, you know, I felt the pressure of bullying from it. So, but yeah, so he made me open up to that and <laughs> then when he kept inviting me you know shall we, shall we go see another ancient tree of course I was not <laughs> going to resist that and uh, yeah lo and behold a few years later um I got out of uh, my relationship my relationship that I was in then um and uh, yeah Here we he are. began a relationship with Richard and uh, um and of course his channel um back in November started taking off in a different direction um and so we moved uh, our bits over onto the English couple channel of its own um 
and yeah I mean the rest is history really isn't it it's lovely um so you've you've got children you you know we were talking just before we started recording because you obviously you're watching the podcast-a-thon mm-hmm. and uh you, you've you've seen the campaign you know what's going on and you've got a few experiences of the classroom yourself with um your children yes I mean when when I don't know about you ladies but when I was in school it, the system wasn't wasn't what it should be then it was quite broken then but you know we survived <laughs> but um it, my son my eldest back at Christmas he had he'd been struggling for quite some time um with the classroom environment and I couldn't put my finger on what exactly it was because he was obviously so deeply um in this anxious ball of depression that um he just couldn't uh what's the word he couldn't put words to what what he was struggling with um but it's it's only since I've pulled him out of school that I've started to to understand why um he was struggling with the um the screen you know the whiteboard with the writing on it and then they'd project more information over that and they'd expect him to copy things down and on the surface of it it sounds really simple what just write this down on that piece of paper that's all you have to do but he if you can't pull out the information from all of that that you're meant to write down then I can now understand why he struggled with such a simple task but there was just things like that um so it seems that they just have no way of coping with anyone who's slightly neurodivergent um these days Uh, I mean when I was a child in school if I was having you know struggling in lesson uh, I'd be sent to go and see the nurse the nurse would you know go through the basics of how's home life what's going on in your life you know and check everything was okay physically mentally and just send me for a little kip for 20 minutes to refresh the mind refresh the brain and then back into the lesson um and and like I say at Christmas time I was called into school uh, because my eldest had um he'd been making assertions to his friends that he didn't want to exist anymore which obviously is heartbreaking. No one wants to hear that from, yeah. you know, a, from their child or about their child. Um, and at first, the school seemed to be really helpful in trying to, you know, help him through this. Um, but ultimately, he was, uh, you know, I realise now that he had developed a traumatic uh, response to the classroom environment, um, which is not conducive to learning at all. Because, um, you know, he was shutting down his looking like he was absolutely exhausted and they were threatening to call A&E, you know, to, to send him to A&E and things like this. Um, but I, I knew that it's not a physical issue, but I couldn't get to the bottom of it um, until now. <laughs> I'm starting to uh, work it out. But they, so they were, they were offering um, the inclusion classroom, you know, so if he was struggling in normal day-to-day class, he could go to the inclusion room. But that's just replacing one classroom with another. Yeah. Yeah. What does the what does the inclusion room actually consist of, Julia? What what is? It's essentially it's just another classroom. It has fewer students in it, which is a good thing. But um, and it has a, a few computers in it, and the children are able to go in there and use the computer to do some, um, you know, guided individual learning, uh, right. rather than you know in the classroom. But they still have to get some work done, which is fair enough. But what they, you know, what would have been more helpful was for him to be able to take a walk around the, the school um, 
field or something, mm. you know, to, mm. to reconnect and get out of the, the building. But they, they couldn't even do that. Mm. Um, it just seems so, so, there were such simple solutions to some of the issues to, to have helped him to cope. But, um, but they didn't, but they couldn't do it. But they, yeah, they it couldn't makes... do it. I mean, I don't blame the teachers. I don't blame, the, you know, anybody who's working in the school, really, um, because, well, the, the wool's over their eyes most of the time but they're they're they're, they're hands are bound they're, yeah they're hogtied they're they're blindfolded and they're spun around in circles and then they're told to jump hoops that, that are on fire with slicing blades swinging across you mm. know so I, I I don't envy them their job but the whole system's broken isn't it it's utterly broken yeah and uh, since having uh, pulled oops, excuse me since having pulled uh, my son out of school I've discovered um, I've joined a couple of different groups on Facebook for homeschooling and things. And I've seen so many accounts similar to this um, of varying degrees. Um, and, and, and actually very few people have taken them out simply because the system itself, they don't like what's being taught in the, in the school, which mm. I think is a valiant reason enough. Yeah, that was actually the reason why I, so my daughter's 13 in July, but I, me and her father decided to home educate when she was four. And it, it was nothing to do with um, the RSE or, um, you know what, because they weren't actually mm. doing it then. It was just that we were learning, um, you know, we were, we were waking up to the medical, mainly to the medical industrial complex. And both my parents were teachers as well. So you have my grandfather and my mm. aunt. So I come from a teaching family. So it was a big decision for me to go, actually, I'm, and we had our business at the time we were working from home. So we were able to home educate. Um, so she, it was for that reason. I didn't like um, how Grace was anyway. She was, she was like going into herself, which wasn't her personality. But the mm. other thing was, I was like, they're just not doing anything beneficial. They're not doing anything, you know, that is going to benefit her. They're not, they weren't really, you know, and I knew that a lot of it was lies as well. There was no, so I just thought, right, I'm taking, so that was actually the reason why I took mine, the best decision I've ever made, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah. But at the time, there wasn't many, they won that they, well the, home education was rising back then and what, what are we now so that's six seven eight years nearly nine years ago mm-hmm. um and I tell you you've just said you've joined a load of Facebook groups there is actually so many out there who have, who have done it now but when I did take take her out I was lost I was like oh I didn't know anyone else who was home educating I was like but I quickly found my um my tribe shall we say but for example this is how quick people are taking their children out Every month, Grace goes to a, home, a teenage home um, home ed thingy where they go bowling in school time. So they're only a couple of quid per child. This is the benefit of it, actually. Mm. And usually there's about eight or nine children in that one group that go. So when I took her last month in March, there were 21 children. That's how quick. Wow. In just our area, in a small town. That's mm. how fast this home education. So... Since you've taken your son out, I'm guessing, because I know I've been in this community for a long time, it's always the same. It's always the same response and reaction is that things have gotten better. It would, would you say that's the case for you as well in your lad? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I've slowly seen the colour come back into him, you know. Come, God bless him. I've, I've just spent the last, what, eight or nine weeks just trying to build him back up from the ground up. Mm. Um, having finally admitted defeat that, that the school were actually not only not helping but making it 10 million times worse because they were harassing harassing me and hounding me mm. for things that I have no control of during the school day <laughs> yeah. um and and you know just making the whole thing so much worse um I can't did remember over that did he get introduced to, was there any signs of any sort of dodgy education because if he's struggling like with the whiteboard could you imagine 
what it must do to a young lad who is struggling, who has a bit of anxiety, mm. when they're coming out and bringing in this, this pornography education. Yeah, I mean, I've not even been able to delve into, you know, no, of course what, what they've, how they've messed him up in that way. Um, but I know there is something going on there. But I also know for, um, for a fact that he has seen some of his friends go through some difficult times. Because let's face it, it is normal, entirely normal. And this is underrated how normal it is to go through a moment of what am I? Who am I? Mm. You know, yeah. who do I like? You know, do I like girls? Do I like boys? Do I like both? it's normal and that is pushed right out of this out of the spectrum now isn't it as such um but so he's seen several of his friends going through these things but of course we're in a, an environment now where if you make any kind of indication you may end up getting whooshed through this you know right then you're trans then you know yeah. and you're convinced you get convinced that that you're other <laughs> but Oh, it's a scary, scary, slippery slope, isn't it? It is. It is frightening. You're right. And, and you know, they are questioning, they're curious. We all know this. We all see it. You know, children's minds are like sponges. So we need to be very careful then what mm. we're actually putting in front of them for their, for their minds to suck up, you know? And, and this is what's going on. And it is. It's, it's a really, it's frightening. Um, the statistics on the... Um, the trans issue and it seems to be happening in it's younger and younger children and they, this didn't happen before it didn't no. so it's pointless trying to say oh you know transgender has always been around actually if we're talking honestly about it it used to be um you know very very rare and it was more of a fetish it was more yeah. of a fetish a man wanted to dress up as a woman in a you know in a kink kind of way it wasn't anything that's it that's it it was a well, mental health issue you know yeah. the go to a counsellor you'd go to a doctor it was this long procedure and you know you saw a, a, an adult man walking down the road in a wig and a dress you'd, yeah. you'd, there's mental health issues going on there hmm. yeah but now yeah. it's the yeah. norm it certainly yeah. wasn't promoted in schools no um it wasn't pushed in schools and you know with regards to this Everything is being taken, every right has been slowly being taken away from the parent. The yeah. one thing the parents did have is to to understand their children, mm. to decide when your child, if your child even needs the birds and bees. I never had a birds and the bees. I was at a convent school run by nuns, never had a birds and the bees. Okay, I haven't got like million, I've got two children. You know, it, I was in marriage and I've got two children, you know. It's the most natural thing in the world. They've been doing it since the beginning of time. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't need lessons from teachers. And the way they get round it is when you go and confront it. I don't know if you had any of this, Julia, if you spoke to the teachers. But what I had when Jack came back when he was six, telling me he'd learned about reginas <laughs> and penises, the excuse the school used was inappropriate things were being said on the playground and they thought it best that we had, they had that chat and I'm like the kids are watching things that staying up late and watching things they shouldn't on telly like well we don't have a telly it's got nothing oh well you're one of the lucky ones so you tell them you're not going to do it then they put, oh he's going to be the only one he's mm. going to be the only one to, and then you then get challenged by your child because they're going to be the, the the only one 
sitting out of that lesson and everyone's going to know and you're going to feel like an idiot so mm-hmm. in the, that's like the you're missing out on something yeah, yeah. Not, you're not part of the, the club or something because yeah. you know he's got i'm being different you know jack just wants to fit in quietly and just have a children you know but that's going to make him stand out so i ended up just not putting him into school those days for mm-hmm. those lessons but the peer pressure and now cat was saying on the podcast that they're encouraging the older students now to go down and push the trans on the younger one. Cause as we said, prior to show, <laughs> younger kids look up. They That's look up it. to the old ones, they get inspired. You know, the older ones feel good about it because they're being like, yeah, bigged up by the little ones. That's it. It's, it's yeah. a dangerous game now, especially now that they're, you know, they're getting the older children to groom the younger ones. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just yeah. nothing natural about schooling now, is there? About no. you know, the state schooling. It's 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 so unfair. It's indoctrination, just flat out pure indoctrination. That's all that's going on there. Even if I don't know if you if you were watching some of the podcasts on Julia in the yeah. this would have been really early on the Sunday morning. So I don't know if you would have caught this. Um, if you didn't, I'll send it across to you anyway. But we interviewed um Nick Tenconi from Turning Point UK, but just before we played his interview because that was a pre-recording we showed when um he was at sussex university so Mm -hmm. sussex university is one of the most woke unis um he has actually been to quite a lot of them and he just goes round and he's really good i mean i would lose my temper i would to be honest i haven't got that kind of patience but he just basically go around and um interviewing the students just you know oh are there more than two gender and you would not believe the answers that these students are given and it's, it's really quite shocking you know it, they're not learning anything anymore the university used to be you know reserved for the most academic you know if we're honest you know the most you know, is it the most academic they would go to university they would do their degree in whichever subject they chose then they would leave university and find it you know they would fall into a job that was relevant to what their degree was right hmm. now they're basically sending them just for so the, I, I was really shocked. I mean, I know I focus on the younger the younger kids. So I know what's going on in the infant school. I know what's going on in primary and secondary school. Um, it makes sense that obviously this is going to carry on to college and uni. But I was just really shocked because, you know, it's, it's just watching them answer. So all of these kids coming out thinking there's more than two genders and you're transphobic if you don't believe the same. And, you know, this is basic biology. And these are, you know, supposed to be academic students. Mm. And they, they're going around in the classroom. So even before... One student said to him um, that before they start the lesson, they go around and ask the teacher or the educator will ask every, each stu- pupil, each student, what their pronouns are before they've started the lesson. This is just, it's you know just what I mean? It's just a distraction, isn't it? I it mean, that's, it's, it's not, not education, exactly. that's indoctrination. Yeah, yeah. So I will send it over. I'll give it to Lou. Thank oh, you, I thank think you. you might have it anyway, and she can send it over to you so you can have a look. It, it really is quite a shock. And like I say, he's been to Sussex Uni a few times um, and he just goes around and interviews them for, for, for the outside world. Because if anyone has gone to university, say, before to 2010 and completed, it's going to be a completely different story. But so parents are under the impression that university is probably the same as when they went. And it's absolutely not. So they're quite happy for their children to go not realizing that this is just it's it's just a pure indoctrination it's horrifying isn't it um i mean schools it's unnatural to have that many you know children of the same age jammed together anyway isn't it yeah i mean throughout history we have um recorded and unrecorded um as humankind our children have grown 
together in groups of mixed ages. And like yeah. you said, like we said before we before we started recording, um, which means that the elder ones they're conscious that the younger ones are going to copy them, and you know, and they they hopefully are flattered as well by the fact that the younger ones want to be like them. Yeah, they will. So, be. so there's that whole dynamic that's missing from inside of school. And and you can't even do that if you're trying to interact um, between the year groups because that just doesn't work. Well, that's the it? thing is that this is the issue mostly, and I don't know you probably heard it somewhere along the line. I certainly did when I took Grace out of school. Was it's a it's a big fat myth and it's not true. But they'll say you know home educate if you home educate your child they're not going to be sociable. There's a big social issue. It's it's the biggest load of rubbish ever because what happens you just you just hit the nail on the head. So in school you're with thirty other children you, exactly the same age as you. The only other person who's you know difference in age is your is the educator the teacher right who you have to listen to. There's no one else there when you're home educated because we go out and take them you know wherever they socialize with every level whether you know mm -hmm. from babies right up to 90 year olds depending on where we are and the circumstances that's right they're actually more sociable and they get headhunted a lot of home educated children are headhunted for certain roles because of their communication and their social ability mm -hmm. so it's, it's just a big myth by saying it's just so much more natural and oh, i hate yeah. the word to say this word but organic isn't it <laughs> yeah no it um, is it is absolutely and it works it really does work you know you're told us in school like I said you know we've just said same you're all the same age you're not really learning anything off each other but you're also told to shut up and sit down and listen that's it so that's you're it. not socializing there either you know yeah I remember being told that frequently from varying teachers you know come in sit down shut up yeah you know? listen listen <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But it, it it's it is so weird, isn't it? So it's an unnatural environment for having all those. No other time of life that I can think of are you shoved into a situation with many other people of your same age. So it's not it's not preparation for for any, any you know anything later on in life, is it? Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I hadn't thought oh, of it. But let's let. So what's the? I mean, the solution is everyone pulls out of school and you start something in your community. I mean, really, that is the only option. That, you I know, I, know I was a parent. Put him, I mean, I'm so grateful that my, both of mine are out. You know, my daughter is at Bristol Uni. Mm. She's she's like, she hasn't gone full on. She's still got her beautiful colour hair. Fantastic. And green. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, basically, um, what do we do? What mm -hmm. do we do about this? Well, I've been saying the same thing uh, whenever I can, because obviously I don't want to be pushing my friends away. But whenever I can, I'm saying subtly, get your kids out of school. Yeah. If you're unhappy with the school, get your kids out, because there's there's no better education than what the parent can can give. I I, I I'm trying to convince, not convince myself. I'm trying to drill that into my head because I I don't have much confidence at the moment I've been a bit like a chicken uh, that's lost its head because um although when my son was before he joined school I had every intention of homeschooling him but I was talked out of it by both of his grandparents grandmothers and I do oh. regret that a lot because obviously he's been through a whole well six years isn't it now he's 12 of um it was more than that of trauma that I've now got to unravel and undo. Um, so I feel really, really guilty for that for him. And well, I've, I've done myself a disservice as well because I've now lost all the confidence that I might have had then 
Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. it does make sense. But just to put your mind at ease, Julia, right? You know, because I've been doing it a long time. Um, you know, we're forced into a situation where we're made to believe that unless they go into a school environment, they're not going to be educated. You know yourself that they're not being educated in school anyway. It's mm. actually a lot easier. So, for example, with me, with Grace, I never structured her work. I still don't. Right. So when she was younger, she learned through her experiences. So obviously we took her places. You know, we went to zoos, castles, mm. beaches. You know, she went and play with her friends. She goes to play areas, whatever. She learned in that way. And I tell you what really made me think, oh, we've totally got this wrong in the education system was when I first took her out of school and I was worried, like, you know, like most people are because they're like, oh, okay, how do I teach her? I'm not a teacher. What do I need to do? And I bought her all the phonetic books and I Mm. thought, well, I'll, I'll... and I was trying to teach her how to read and she wasn't having any of it, right? She was just, she wasn't doing it. And I was getting a bit stressed and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough. What, what do I need to do? So I took her to a home ed group and these mums had been doing it for, for years. So I explained my concerns to one of the mums and she said, you know, let me give you a little bit of advice. She said, don't try and force her to do it. She said, there's no point. She said, but you know, carry on reading your, your stories as you would before bedtime or whatever, but don't try and make her do it. And I thought, well, you know, I got absolutely nothing to lose. So I took her advice. Me and her dad read her stories as we would every night before she went to bed. And then the one, this was, she must have just been after her fifth birthday, maybe a week after her fifth birthday. And she was upstairs and she called us upstairs, me and her dad. And when we went upstairs, she had these phonics books all over the bed. So she'd obviously been, you know, looking at them. And she said, do you want me to read you a story? And we were like, yeah, not knowing what to expect. Now, bear in mind, there was no influence from school because she wasn't in school. Mm. There was no forcing from me and me and her father or her grandparents or anything, right? She mm. must have been looking at those books um, herself, basically. And she read a level four book from front to back. And wow. I was like, everything. She, and me and her dad were absolutely gobsmacked. And it's not because she's got this special ability above everyone else. Yeah, it was because she was we, ready, isn't it? And she, we she left was hungry her alone for and it. she was ready. And I was like, we've got this wrong. We don't have to give our kids lessons to out, learn how to walk and talk. They learn it along the way. So that made me settle down and think, actually, this is quite easy. And that's been the case all the way up to, you know, up to to date now. She learns because if we're forcing kids to into something they don't want to learn about, they're not going to learn about it. As an adult, no, exactly. somebody came up to you now and said, right, Julie, you're going to sit by here for two hours and we're going to do a bit of chemistry and you're not interested. You'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to listen to that. So it's, it would make sense that that's the same for a child. If we focused on their strengths, we would see a much, much different thing rather than push them into all of the stuff, you know, and including this, this horrific education we've got now, half mm. of the kids don't even want to do it. Most of them don't even want to do it. No, I mean, that was one of the big things. It was, it was such a traumatic experience for all of us, the whole family, to get him up and get him into school every morning. And that's what was really doing my head in when the school were pestering me about this, that and the other, is the fact that I have just done everything I can to get my child up, dressed, make sure he's clean and fresh, and ready you know and fed for the for a day of school and you're phoning me up telling me that I have to come and get him so so, you know I mean I didn't mind coming in and getting him but it also meant that I could not do my work um you know because I I didn't know whether I was going to get a call from the school or not and it just felt like they were just trying to shirk the responsibility of trying to get it you know getting back into the classroom but I'm and what I found, what I found when I was having problems getting Jack to school, um, that what, what can you do? When they're adamant, mm. what can you do? 
I mean, like short... they ain't moving. Like years ago, my my if my dad was around, he'd just pick me up, chuck me over his shoulder, and kick me in the back of the car. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But you know, there's me, him. What can you do? And it's a battle. Yeah, and then it's... it's like you've got to pick your battles. And if it's traumatizing them that much, they're not going to learn anything anyway because nothing can no, go in because I mean, they're, they're going through trauma responses. I mean, listening to Cat, I just wish now I could rewind. Me too. Really, really wish I could 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 rewind. Mm. because you know the battles I used to have and now I'm feeling heavy and crap because mm. you know you just do the right thing didn't you and it's yeah, like yeah but let, I just gotta say it's not anyone's fault though because we're all you know I was in a different position altogether and you know I know there's a lot of guilt and whatever but it's really not your fault because you know we, we all grow I would have definitely if I hadn't woke up when I did then Greece would have gone to school the whole way through as well. Do you know what I mean? Because I wouldn't have known any different. But I'd woken up as well, though, you see. I'd, because, you know, I was doing the column and stuff. But I was totally on my own. And I had to... I yeah, had to that, yeah. the table. Do you know what I mean? And I would, like, de deprogram them when they mm. came in. But it's just... It's a lot of pressure. And you've got people that you don't actually know. You don't know what you've got in common with these people. They do, You don't know if they've got the same values as you. You're letting those children, you're letting your child be influenced by that that person in school who you don't really know. And yeah, you're, and it's really scary about thinking about that now. Yeah, but you now you're going to let them talk about sex to your three-year-old? Mm. That, that's not okay. Mm -mm. That yeah. is not okay. Who are these people? What backgrounds do they come from? Yeah, you know, exactly. have they got the same ideology? You know, exactly, what, yeah. don't we? Because now most of the people coming out of of university have been totally indoctrinated at, at, in university and now they're the ones that are being pushed into the schools mm -hmm. so it's they're a dangerous place to go to i can you know they are a dangerous place to go to putting your child in a school yeah well it's dangerous yeah. i do think at some point though and, and i hope this happens and i you know i'd like to be part of it as well definitely i do think there's going to be enough people and, and like I say I see it in my own in the own my own home ed circles anyway there's enough of us to do that community schooling type of thing do you know what I mean where, yeah. where we can get together and sort of stand away from that well you know I'm a big and you know myself and Lou are a big advocate for you know look after every child even if they're not your own so you know although mm -hmm. my child is in is home educated and she's actually out of the loop from that point of view I'm still gonna fight because I understand what yeah. you were just saying about you know, the single mums, you, they, they've made it really difficult because they broke down the family unit Definitely. anyway. They've made, they, that was the intention, break the family unit, take the child, the state can bring up the child. So there are so many people who are not able to do it, unfortunately, you know, and I totally understand that because they have to go out to work to be able to get that money to pay their bills and whatever else. So for the ones who can, that's brilliant. But then we've got a big portion of those who can't. So we still have to fight and change, try and change it for them. Do you know what I mean? In, in that way, I believe. And it, it is, is every child because, you know, it's... Well, they're the future. Your child, we have to look out for every bloody child. Every yeah. child. Every it's, child. It's, so, it's so valiant and such a noble thing. I mean, I have absolute tons of respect for both of you for doing what you're doing. Um, I mean, you know... I'm like a fish out of water, even though this is what I wanted to have been doing from the start. But well, do it, Julia, because, you know, all it takes a few, you know, put it on Facebook, homeschooled, mm -hmm. do you want to meet and have a cup of tea? Who knows? You've got a strength in some area. Somebody else has got a strength in, in somebody else. So, you know, everyone could come around to yours, have a cup of tea, 
and yeah, yeah. you could be teaching them like we'll be sitting out in the garden Let's I can tell them all about the trees yeah <laughs> about exactly. the trees how to grow food how yeah, to build yeah. stuff mm, you know exactly. something that they could use because now on top of this they're going into university getting unbelievable amounts of debt to go to and they're yeah. coming up with qualifications for stirring coffee you know it's it's it's, it's beyond belief isn't it it's absolutely beggar's yeah. belief but, I, mean, I mean what I've been doing or what I've been left to be doing for the last eight to nine months is just trying to build my son up back from the ground upwards so you know um like I say um the uh, personal grooming um eating sleeping regularly at the right times and all of this and, and slowly slowly I've been starting to see him start to well he's now coming downstairs and helping without you know a couple of times a week at least without being asked which yeah. is which is the, the key moment for me when when he first started coming downstairs and saying is there anything I can do mum oh, brilliant right um, obviously, I do work with Clive to Carl. Hmm. Have you tried giving him MSM? MSM? MSM. What's that? Uh, MSM sulfur in water every day. I'll talk to you later about that. Okay, but yes, I'm Rick's, interested in that. Rick's, um, Rick's uh, partner's child has major... Um, he's mentally disabled. He's actually had to go into full-time care. He hadn't spoken in 11 years. Wow. And three days on MSM, he said his first words. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. That's brilliant. And That's you brilliant. Know, I take MSM every day. Hmm. And I don't know what it is. I just feel well. Yeah, and yeah. Better. And I gave it to my dad the other day. I said, have some MSM. Three days later, he phones up. He goes, that's good, that, isn't it? <laughs> you know, so I'll get you. I'll get you some ordered. I'll get you some Fantastic. ordered. Yeah, because... Um, because Clive is ever such a lovely gentleman. He actually sent a box to uh, of, of um, basic supplements yes. to Richard, and we've actually been using them ourselves. Um, uh, and I've also um, enlisted the friend, uh, the help of a friend who is a herbalist. Exactly. And so, you know, so and, and obviously, I'm also looking into the, the gaps thing because um, I do think both of my sons uh, are on the spectrum, and I do think that it could be helped, if not, you know, reduced a lot by um, addressing their diet and going from the gut yeah it can be yes. it can be it definitely can it can be it can be resolved like you know the medical industrial complex will have you believe that it can be but mm. we know that they're a bunch of liars it absolutely can mm. and there's plenty of proof of that you know i've and actually got a video i'm actually releasing a show i did with clive two days ago it's coming out later fantastic it's quick fixes like people think they're living like type 2 diabetes that can be cured in a week yeah because there's only two causes of disease one is a, is a deficiency in something and the other one is toxemia when exactly. you're too toxic That's so all you've got to do is resolve those two things and it's job done exactly because you know? we are made like we've been given everything to survive in this world yeah the reason why we get ill is generally because we're not mm -hmm. putting the right things in that our body needs that's it and yeah. it's the age-old thing isn't it of we are what we eat yeah yeah if we're that's eating junk so that's it yeah exactly garbage in garbage out this is exactly how it works it's so simple it repels the mind the problem is we've got this big massive medical industrial complex which is overcomplicated everything for everyone and it's built on a false theory which is the germ theory and then people think that something like that is too simple 
when yep. it's not it, that is actually how it is you know there's plenty of evidence to show that but that's another show altogether that it is. really is we should do that actually Karen. we've <laughs> never done that have we you that, that's my that's my expert exactly we've never even bloody done a show on it I know it's only because I'm scared that I'll take it because obviously with me if I speak about disease in any way they take me down so I was quite nervous about doing it these days because it, it affects other people as well mm. but um we will do one we'll definitely do nothing I'm so censored it doesn't really matter no we don't <laughs> That's when you know you're onto something when you're being censored, right? So, Julie, yeah. how's it going with Richard's newfound fame? How are you coping with that? Well, you know, I mean, it's wonderful because I, I said to him from the very start, you know, there's something about you. You're you're meant for something, and uh, well, I hate to say I told you so, but I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it's lovely and it's amazing and wonderful to see him fulfil himself like this. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I'd only just about, you know, started our relationship for about a year or so, just a bit before um, this started kicking off. So I do feel like I've lost him a little bit. But essentially, I know that we're both aiming towards the same future, the same goal. And we've got this beautiful, wonderful, amazing future that we're planning and trying to build together, um, which is not just for us, but for, for my children well, and his children when they want to accept it. Um you know because I mean it's absolutely vital I, I I need to get my children out of the situation we're in you know we're, we're stuck in a limbo at the moment where I'm still in the uh, divorce process um and tied into the house so I'm kind of house sharing and and uh, uh child sharing at the minute yeah. uh, the transition limbo land yeah yeah that's that's hard well you sound like you you, you know you're going to get ahead of it all and I do you know cat you know any other tips where where she can go you know facebook for homeschooling what else well i would say just meet up once you've met up with one you'll you'll find that they'll all you'll realize how big the community is you mm -hmm. know like like i say i didn't know when i took grace out but then i was pleasantly surprised actually because when i was younger the only i thought i thought home education was for posh rich kids and they'd mm -hmm. have like a teacher come round their house and they'd sit at a desk for six hours a day but they were just doing it at home I didn't know anyone who was home educated when I was in school nobody but no, it's not no. like that it's not it's... like that and you will find if you just meet up with these people find your groups on Facebook because you will you absolutely will and and go and meet them go and meet them go and meet up with them and, and have a coffee and whatever and and that's when you branch out then and you and you will realize how many you know there are things to do all the time so all the time grace is going places absolutely everywhere you know she and like i say she's nearly 13 now um so she's the same age actually as your son isn't she yeah, yeah. um and she does loads she does loads and she loves it and she does her own thing like i say i've never had a worry with her because i did it such a long time ago i've had a long time to watch how she works and watch how how home education does work don't get me wrong there's people you might want to do it like that that's, that's entirely up to the family of course some people have structured where they sit down with their child maybe for an hour because if you're going to do it like that you don't need to do any more than two hours a day yeah that, that is that you just don't that you know when we take out all the breaks and the settling down of kids in school actual learning time if they are learning is probably about two hours I mean mm. they're in the school for six hours whatever it is but two hours learning and it doesn't matter when so if they if like you know seven o'clock at night he wants to do it do it while the, he's interested that's yeah, what yeah. I found as well if you try and do it when they you know when you want to do it 
they may want to do it at that time they may not what I found with Grace is I always engaged when she wanted to yeah she was like the best the best time to do it definitely because you've got their attention see and as Mm. soon as you lose their attention there's absolutely no point in carrying on that's another tip as well because otherwise you'll get in a battle with yourself your son there'll be a little argument and there's no point because they're not going to listen either way but if you've got them for an hour even an hour is more than what they're doing in school even Mm -hmm. an hour a day you know but Mm -hmm. it's up to you I don't follow the the curriculum in any way shape or form and I never have that's absolutely reassuring because that's the bit that scares me because I'm not terribly academically minded you know I yeah okay I'm 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 all right with English. I'm all right with maths. I don't like maths. Um, and I'm, I, I do like science, but I'm not academically minded. So that's the bit that's been scaring me. Yeah, but no, you don't even you're have absolutely right. Once, yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? I'm still trying to break out of the, the brainwashing, the institutionalization of, uh, of, oh, must be learning this, that and the other. So yeah, yeah. Step back. No, take a breath. Yeah, Relax. As long is. as as long as he understands the value of life and living and being in the moment and and has a thirst and hunger to learn and experience the world, then that, that's the main thing, that. isn't it? That is the main thing. That is the only thing, in fact. And they will absolutely... I've watched her do it. I've watched her with no pressure at all. So, for example, she's she got a world record for identifying flag. Like, I haven't put it officially in there, but we <laughs> we tested her on, on all the world flags. So she's got this big... She loves she loves geography. That's I, nothing... I, I, can, I can vouch for that. I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, she's got, I got a video of her doing it. So she ident- identify every flag, every country, every capital. Brilliant. But that's her. I, I'm useless at geography. I, I didn't like it in school, I you know. But she do, does that because that's what she's interested in. Mm-hmm. So I'm really pleased, you know. But that's the, that will be the case with most children. It's yeah, just yeah. that we believe that we've got to sit them down and go, right, you need to do that. And it doesn't work. I didn't work like that either. And I thought there was something wrong with me. I was one of the ones who would look out the window or distract other kids in the classroom because I was bored. You know, I'd be yeah. giggling. Yes, that was me too. I, I was, I was the uh, the daydreamer. Yeah, I was the giggler. I just, oh, and that oh I can. Why I does that not surprise me? That, Lou, I can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Oh dear. So, Julia, what's next for you in the channel? What are you, you and Rich are going to be doing more together or are you going to go and branch out? You're, you could, you should document your story of homeschooling. That's just come to me then. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, Not with your child on, even just give your own little diary. You don't yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Do you know what I mean? You could just be mm-hmm. documenting it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. Um, I, I mean, at the moment I'm still still feeling so uh you know kind of not overwhelmed but kind of coming to terms with everything that's been happening over the last few months so um so you know absolutely that's something I should think about and do but with the English couple um like I say we're 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 trying to forge this beautiful new future and that will be documented on the English couple um as I don't know if you've uh uh heard the insinuations from Richard that you know we're looking for a a piece of land that we can live on and um and grow things and you know create a food forest and this that and the other and and build this beautiful future for my children as as well as his when they are ready to to join or or come and visit it um so uh, but yes that's that's going to be documented on there Um, and I do have my own little channel I do little bits of mushroom to mumble (laughs) um but yeah so I mean I could 
what I've been doing on my little channel is just uh, bits of uh, music learning and because I, I play music and sing for for personal therapy nice um so um but uh, I mean with mine it's, it's just a bit wishy-washy at the moment I'm like well who am I and what am I doing with that thing so that's that's definitely something I could be doing with that um is looking at the home education people might be as scared as you do you know what I mean and then mm. you know just start documenting okay here we go this is it you know just do maybe a little diary or something and then so people know that you know yeah. everyone's nervous you are um, absolutely yeah. right there Lou many I know for a fact because this one of the same I get the same thing all the time when somebody you know comes to me and they've taken their child out they're like I'm so scared I don't know what to do you're absolutely bang on there Lou people do get fearful but listen Julia if you you know Richard's got my number now um anyway because he's going to give Darren a ring if there's anything you want to ask or you just want to chat or whatever then feel free to give me a ring and um you know I can I'll help any way I can just to put your mind at ease thank you very much that's a very very uh, wonderful offer that's much appreciated um but yeah like you say I mean it's that first hurdle of once I've taken uh, my son to join up and meet up with, uh, with some of these homeschooling groups um i'm sure it's just going to get easier and I, I i think i'm just going to fall into it you know in, yeah. in in fall in stride i hope so anyway you will you'll be fine you'll be fine yeah but thank you so much for the offer i'll, I'll, I'll um, okay. well yeah you can come on again and we can discuss how you know how it's going if, if that's something you decide to do yeah yeah I mean th there's so much more I can say on, on on the schooling issue I mean particularly with the transgender thing I mean I've got personal kind of a bit of personal experience from that as tell such us. tell us <laughs> well you know like I said earlier it's natural for, for every you know every person to go through some sort of uh, you know who do I like do I like boys or girls you know I went through the whole spectrum of that you know um oh I like girls oh I like both oh I don't like either I'm asexual I'm this that the other and there was quite a, a significant period of time where I considered myself like asexual or um or, or you know and, and and then it kind of meandered into uh feeling like I should be a man so and, and and it's it's horrifying to know now that if I had been raised now, if I'd been born just a you know a couple of decades later, that I could have actually irreversibly da damaged my body. I mean, there's there's so many issues with uh, giving children the the puberty blockers and uh, and hormones, the opposite sex hormones. Is the, I mean, the fact is, if they are a genuine transgender person, then by the time they get old enough to have an operation and old enough to um, know what that they want that operation. They, they, their uh, genitals haven't developed enough to create the opposite gender out of them. And no. even then, even if, even if everything's gone well and they have the enough material to make it, it's still not a perfect thing. You cannot make an actual vagina out of a penis. No. Uh, you, know, it's, it, you just can't. I mean, as much as I'd love to wave a magic wand and say, there you go, you can be a woman, you can be a man, it can't be done. Can no, it? It can't so, be done. It can't be done. And the problem is, then you've got the trans regret, which not nobody's seeing. I say nobody. Exactly. Um, people are obviously, but well, they, they're just refusing to report it on the mainstream media, of course. Mm -hmm. But there are thousands and thousands and thousands. Twenty-five thousand registered with trans regret in America. Mm -hmm. Twenty-five thousand, and that's the ones who were just registered. 
Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? That's not even including those who are not registered. I mean, there's so much shame involved in it, isn't it? I, I've yes. made this decision. I've done this to my body, and now I regret it. I want to go back. So it's so difficult to admit you've made a mistake, isn't it? it is, At the it best is. of times, especially when you've done something so irreversibly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's so frightening. We'll have to do it. It would just give them a chance to get to puberty. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's disgusting. And it's just the rush on hitting the little ones. This is my major issue. Yeah. Leave yeah. them alone. I mean, we, we, leave them be. I mean, we don't have as many lesbians and gays as we did just 10 years ago because they've all been convinced that they're trans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I am just so grateful because I could have been sitting here with a big chunk out of one of my forearms um, having to yeah. take all sorts of different medications just to keep my, my body from rejecting forever. itself forever, forever. Well. exactly yeah. and yeah. They, they just they just aren't told and even if they are they're not ex, you know told the absolute importance and, of, and the severe severity of what they would be putting themselves through it's ridiculous self-acceptance is the way yeah exactly absolutely absolutely well julia thank you so much for coming on it's been great to speak to you find out the lady behind the man (laughs) for what it's worth we should do this we should definitely do this again and get an update on uh on your story and how it's going yeah i'd love to i'd love to uh to have the uh, the practice as it were of uh, of using my voice i know i've got one (laughs) and obviously i've got a lot to say as well but um yeah, it's, it's getting the confidence to use it, isn't it? Yeah, well, you're welcome here anytime, love. And thank Absolutely. you so very, very much for inviting me on. I really, really am flattered and I really enjoyed it, actually. So what? Uh, how can people have a look at what you're doing? What's the, it's just the English couple, is it, on YouTube? Yes, the English couple on YouTube. And of course, um, I, I, I'm in the background and helping out on uh, Richard Bode's main channel. But um, then there's my my other channel, um, which is just Julia Hartley. Um uh, but yes, the English couple is the one that's that's my uh, the thing I'm 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 passionate about working uh, with at the moment. Apart from obviously bringing my child out of the schooling system <laughs> mentally and emotionally. So yeah, I think you'll find wonders. I really do. I think you'll find. Well, you'll you'll get fine. I'll get some MSM sent to Richard. Fantastic. Thank you ever so much. Really appreciate it. Um, really appreciated this whole conversation. Thank you, ladies. You're very, very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. I hope to speak to you again soon. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So, Kat, what a show, what a show. Um, I've got a little bit of a surprise. I don't think you can hang on, though. Um, We're going to interview Geraint, who's doing a fundraiser. Well, I'm going to. Um, He's doing a walk across Wales. That's coming up. And the one and only Mrs Sherwood's going to join us. Oh, lovely. Oh, I can't. Like, I just stood you trying to get ready. I am. I got to leave in like a couple of minutes. Okay, yeah. well, you go and then you can well, catch up. Yeah, let me know. I'll give you a ring when I get back later on, anyway, lovely. Okay, well, that's it. LibertyTactics.co.uk, exposing the lie.info, public child protection, Wales.org. I'm just going to give you a little bit of an update on the fundraiser. And again, Richard Vobes, thank you so much because. He did that interview with Kim and it went crazy. It went a bit crazy, didn't it? It went really crazy. So I'm just going to have a look at the fundraiser. And I don't know, the the views yesterday were huge for the... um, 25,000 they were when I looked last night. Don't know what it's on at the moment. 
Right, well, I don't know either. So I'm just having a look at our fundraiser for the podcastathon is now twelve thousand six hundred and thirty-one pounds. Wow, amazing! I know. Amazing. I'll get you the main fundraiser. So the overall. So that's just what Liberty Tactics have brought in over the last two podcastathons. Obviously, we brought in a five grand on the first one. So six we're it was. About, it was six on the first one as well, it, mine. So yeah. we're up to about 19,000 bringing in for Public Child Protection Wales. Go us. Go So I don't know what the main one is. It's taking ages to open. So okay, I, don't, love. I don't All right. Well, listen, I'm going to shoot you off because I've got to go. So but, um, yeah. Great show. Um, I'll, I'll speak to you later on, lovely. Be back next week. Bye, guys. Bye. So that's it, libertytax.co.uk. Uh, check out Julia's channel, check out Richard Vobes, The English Couple, and um, there's going to be another show along very, very soon. Bye. Thank you for, uh, for listening uh, on Liberty Tactics. I, I think it's an important uh, international venue. The title of your show is Liberty Tactics, which I think is really important. And liberty is a really important word. Uh, we take it for granted. It's different, as you know, that with equity comes class. Please welcome the new student, Robert. Welcome, Robert. Well, thanks for the warm welcome, Teach. It's lit, no cap. Take a seat. White privilege is something welcome. that each and every one Thank of you get telling these children that men can't get pregnant. Of course not, Mr. Smith. And did you tell all the white children that they are racist? And colonizers and bigots, yes. Very good. Go and put your hands up, everybody stand up. The whole world going mad, bruh. Two plus two equal five. You a homophobe if you don't think that adds up. Don't have children. If you do, then abort them. If your neighbors don't comply with the government, then report them. If you have independent thoughts, then just ignore them. Communism's the way democracy is too boring. Bring your kids to a drag show. Give them a couple dollars to parade Same.
pregnant Put your hands down, no more questions Don't say pedophile, just say ALA Adults that like adolescents Go and put your hands up, everybody stand up The whole world going mad, bruh Two plus two equal five You a racist if you don't think that adds up Go and put your hands up, everybody stand up The whole world going mad, bruh Two plus two equal five You a homophobe if you don't think that adds up my brand new music video two plus two equals five if you can check out the description box below click that link and grab yourself a t-shirt common sense is in common when you're a communist <laughs> i appreciate y'all